Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 220 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and Damon. How's it going, guys? Happy Mother's Day. Yes. Happy Mother's Day to your wives and moms and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So actually, I know everybody's hearing this after Mother's Day, but we are actually recording on Mother's Day. So yeah, we should uh, we should acknowledge uh, the mothers out there. So a lot of you know whom listen to us right so <laughs> um just, but yeah go ahead sorry just so we're clear we're, we're not like or this isn't affecting our plans <laughs> we're what do you we're mean we're not well i'm like it, we have it's mother's affecting day my plans planned. okay well well we have mother's day stuff planned but this is not because well, it's early so it's, for you yeah yeah exactly well yeah i mean we'll so. do We'll do we'll do things. Uh, I mean, we we don't really have plans of doing anything today. To be totally honest, I, my wife just kind of wants to like to just not do anything. Really, <laughs> I mean, isn't that the best Mother's Day that could exist? Yeah, I think so. You, you know. clean, take care of the kid, and your wife gets to sit around and relax. Yeah, I made some made some breakfast this morning. You know, uh, it's made some bacon and some uh, French toast. You know, my son actually made breakfast this morning, so I didn't even have to do that. That's nice. Yeah, it's nice. You know, you know what I did this morning. I'm like, I'm like a crazy person when it comes to bacon. Like, I really love like really crispy bacon. I mean, I feel like everybody likes crispy bacon, right? Like, no, do people like undercooked nope. bacon? Yeah, like I, undercooked I, bacon. I, I, I like absolutely. it. Not yeah, undercooked, like but little, right, right at that soft uh, level. Cooked, yeah, but soft. yes, yeah, exactly. Like not, not like, not like brittle crispy, but still has got a little bit of yes, absolutely chew to it. Yeah. See, I, I Tom like, makes these overarching statements and then has to pull back immediately. <laughs> no, I'm not because pulling back on that at all. I feel like you just you said, know, "Let's." No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not pulling back on that at all. No, I'm not pulling back on that at all. If you, you said that, who doesn't like crispy bacon? I was, and me I, and Trevor I, just I, said we don't. You two, I, I, I'm shocked. <laughs> exactly. I'm shocked by this. I don't know a single person outside of you two that doesn't like crispy bacon. So. You're making me choke on my tea. Stop it. Yeah, that's that's crazy. You don't know another single person that doesn't. I don't. Like, no, not one that's told me. Everyone in my family likes crispy bacon. We don't have undercooked stringy bacon. No. No it's one says it's stringy. undercooked. And no one says it's stringy. It's just not burnt. Oh, no. I don't like it burnt. I just like. Well, I like when I think of it. crispy bacon is? Well, no, it's not. It's not burnt. <laughs> you can have crispy bacon without it being burnt. All right, sure, Tom. All right, very fine. No, I don't want it sure. burnt either. I don't like burnt. No, it's got to be crispy. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, exactly, Trevor. Sometimes you just got to go with it. <laughs> yeah, we we went to a weird place real quick. <laughs> what? Bacon. About crispy bacon. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you like, if you look at places advertising their bacon, no one ever says, you know. You know, undercooked uh, chewy bacon. Who like said undercooked? Bacon. Did Trevor not, did you say undercooked? No, no, yeah. it's not undercooked. It just doesn't it's shatter when you bite it. Like, it I don't want it to like shatter. The no, no, that's grill. too far too. I like it crispy, not not like you know, like you're saying, like shattering. Like that's not that's not good. Yeah, there's a difference between those two things. Okay, sure. All right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what I was get where we were going with that. <laughs> you were you were cooking breakfast on Mother's Day. Oh yeah. As a great husband that you are. That's I guess so. <laughs> I 
No, I think I'm just going to take my daughter somewhere today so my wife can just have some time to herself. <laughs> I'm going to clean. I think that's the, the second greatest Mother's Day gift is, you know, cleaning. All my right. wife and I are playing the new Zelda game this afternoon. All right. That sounds way better than cleaning. Yeah, it really does sound a lot. Better. <laughs> it is good. It, it's nice. It, and actually, it's a whole family thing because we all like Zelda and we're all excited for Tears of the Kingdom. So so that's how we decided we're spending at least part of our Mother's Day. Well, that should be good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, do we want to get into like listener questions and stuff? Yeah, let's uh, let's see what we got. Um, I guess I I can take this first one. Um, so So Justin says. Favorite villain and creepiest villain. I guess they can be the same, but uh, um, he says his favorite is Scar. I just love the Lion King. And the creepiest is Frollo due to him being the most real world possible villain, which, yeah, that's fair. Um, hmm, my favorite villain, I guess, I don't know if he's really a, or I guess he gets classified as a villain, um, but Chernobog from Fantasia is probably mine for Disney villains. Okay. And he's also creepy too. Like I, I think it covers both. It's fair. I want to say that my favorite villain is probably. I don't know. Let's go with Hades from Hercules because he's like kind of funny and like I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, got a whole thing. And I would say creepy is the the guy from uh, from Princess and the Frog. I forget what his name is though. Oh, oh Doctor Facilier. Yeah, like that guy creeps me out. I don't. I don't like that guy mm. at all. <laughs> yeah, I can. See I would that. agree with that. He's my the creepiest. <laughs> Yeah, favorite villain. I don't know the dude from Meet the Robinsons. Who's like, is he a villain? Is he, you know, again, I don't know if I classify him as a villain. Question: Is he a villain? Um, I mean, it's it's him. So can he be a villain and not a villain all at the same time? Well, no, it's 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 not him. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But I'm saying, like, can he be a villain and not a villain at the same time? Yeah, because yeah, he so. kind of has a weird redemption arc, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got the redemption yeah. arc. He's like a you know redeemed villain, you know, right? Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we just get to see a, a lot of his life, right, and his interaction yeah. as kind of. I mean, do you consider the other character a hero? I mean, I guess, right? I mean, he he does the right thing for his friend. Yeah. So yeah. Like, yeah, that's a weird one. But yeah, he, know, but, but if, you, if we're going to classify him as a villain, what is his name again? Anyway, uh, Goo uh, is the yeah, or yeah. that's what they call him for short. I can't remember his full yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, I haven't watched that movie in a while. That's that's a really that's a, underrated Disney movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that not a lot. Is, of is like, there any of the Meet the Robinsons in the parks still left at all? Ever anywhere? I I think Goob shows up in some of the parades still. Oh, Does yeah. He? yeah. Okay. I, mean, I think actually at Halloween he's in he's in uh Butiu, I'm pretty sure. Or yeah. at least he was a couple. Uh, so years so ago. then then we kind of have to we give him the classic villain category then based on yeah. Disney's putting him in the parade, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So he was in the like in the beginning of the movie, he's bowler hat guy, right? And then it's Michael yeah, yeah, yeah. Goob Yo- Yogubian. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> But yeah, he's, I mean, he's bowler hat guy for a while. Yeah, yeah, because that in, movie in is the like beginning super... is he really a villain? I mean, kind of, he but is. I mean, yeah, yeah, because he's trying to, you know, he's trying to get revenge, right? He he has that doofenshmirtz but, thing going on. Yeah, like we see him as a kid though, too, don't we? Yeah, we see him as a kid. Yeah, because he's That's what he's I'm saying. Like, I, yeah, yeah. So I mean, is he? I don't know. 
It's a tough question. We we ask the tough questions in the show. I mean, it's the same thing. We answer the tough questions. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same thing like Like that happens with Syndrome in uh, The Incredibles. But I consider her more of a villain villain. I feel like. But but he starts off as like he wants to be the side. Well, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is I mean, you know, I, I've actually seen some things online where people say he's not really the villain in that movie because he's trying to give everybody superpowers and he's trying to, you know, <laughs> he's trying to <laughs> ignoring the fact that he murdered multiple people. Well, listen, yeah, we need to ignore <laughs> that. Okay, but yeah, you know, listen, <laughs> yes, you're not wrong. <laughs> I actually yeah, think Gaston's yeah. kind of a good villain too. I don't know. I don't mind Gaston. <laughs> He's yeah, he he's a solid villain for sure. Like yeah. he 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 ticks all the boxes for for just straight up villain. I I'm a little disturbed that Justin's favorite is Scar though, because Scar is just like straight up evil. Like Scar's got no good motivation for being like he's just like he kills his brother. But we're gonna ah. find out why, right? Isn't there a prequel coming? Oh yeah, I think mm-hmm. there is one. Yeah, uh, so we can't really say too much until we see that. Maybe there was a good reason. We don't yeah, I, I, we, a good reason for murdering the king, and also trying to murder his nephew. Let's well, not well, hold on, that. right? Like Julius, Julius Caesar, like you know, I don't know. He he, he not only killed his brother, but also tried to murder his nephew. <laughs> Maybe for the good of the nation. We don't know. stop trying to justify it. <laughs> Oh, I mean, but God. Brutus murdering Julius Caesar is that like you don't know? Yeah, people have been <laughs> murdered in the government for the greater good, haven't they? I don't. I mean, I don't know. This what? feels like a conversation we shouldn't <laughs> <Yeah>. have. <laughs> the, the, this is treading into dangerous water. I think we should go to our next listener question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so ridiculous. I this show has gotten off to it. All started with crispy bacon. That's why. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you guys do like crispy bacon. You just no, don't like it burnt. We don't. And I don't like it burnt either. We so. do not like. Well, I don't. Well, I, no, I don't speak for myself. I don't I, like crispy I, bacon. I like soft bacon, soft cooked bacon, aka yeah. closer to Canadian bacon than American. Okay. Bacon. You like yes. ham? <laughs> no. Side with the Canadians on this. It's. I actually think Canadian, Canadian bacon's better anyway. Canadian bacon is not ham. <laughs> Listen. Did Tom just call it ham? I was joking. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was. A joke. Man. <laughs> That was always a, joke. a kernel of truth in a joke, though. Yeah. Mm. Well, some people, I mean, some people do call it ham, just straight up call out ham. But I know it's not the same thing. Uh, I mean, you know, it's 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 different, right? So yeah. I, I uh, let's get a, away from this conversation. I mean, I, we've talked <laughs> enough about bacon already today. <laughs> um, where are we? I'm totally Nathan. Now. <laughs> Nathan, best DVC resort pools and why? That's number one. Yeah, he's got like four. He's got four questions, questions in one. Yeah. That's tough, man. None of the pools are good. There, None of the pools are good. None of the okay. pools are at the level of a real. So it's funny. None of the pools are at the level of the resort, if that makes sense, right? So maybe besides yeah. the what's it called one. So like, if you take and like look at let's club, say maybe you're saying like yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you take a look at let's say a resort that we could put at the same level. Right. Like I would say the Gaylord Palms is at the same level as a high level Disney resort. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. Go look at the pools at Gaylord Palms versus the pools that we have at resorts. Like I don't think there is really a great resort pool for the level of 
hotel that you're staying at. And that is disappointing. And then the only thing that was good was the creepy clown pool, not because of the pool, but because of the creepy clownness. Actually, and if you take a, a look at like, let's say even Universal at like their pool for um, Royal Pacific, it's the same thing. Like it, it is definitely a spot that I don't like think that Disney does extremely well at. But then again, I don't know if you're at Disney, like you're kind of just going like dip pool out. Like I don't necessarily know if you need that, but I still think that for such a fixed cost, I don't know why they're not a little bit better, but they also have the water parks, but so do other places. Like, I don't know. I just feel like if they were just a teeny bit nicer, it might also control a little bit more of the, the park, um, People, I guess maybe not a ton, but a little bit more, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't I really think... need goods. Sorry, I, I was going to say, I, I think kind of to what you're saying, Damon, I, I think that's actually the reason why Disney doesn't make the pools better because yeah, it might be. if, if they put, if the pool was the feature of the resort, people wouldn't go to the parks. And exactly. for the same reason that, that they have the water parks is that they don't want, you know, the, the pools need to be good, but they don't, they shouldn't be the best thing about the resort because then people yeah. don't leave the resort. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if that's necessarily it, a bad thing though, is it? No, no. Well, I mean, from our point of view, no, it's not, but like for, for somewhere like Gaylord Palms, they want you staying there. They don't want True. you. I, all right. So I'll give you, give you that right? one, but then yeah. look at, let's say the Royal Pacific, their pool is mm-hmm. dope. Like, yeah, and, no, and that's at Universal. And you can actually, from where the Royal Pacific is, you can actually walk to Universal, right? So you're pretty close. Um, and they do have a water park there. I don't know, man. I would just like just a little bit more. Like you have like these Imagineers and you have like all these super, you know, people at Disney. Man, just like give me something. Like give me something dope. Like give me something cool. And again, right? Like, yeah, I get you. They you know maybe don't want you, to, you know, at the pool all the time. But I mean, it, you know. I don't know. I just like it. Give me like a, a notch up, man. That's all I'm looking for. But that's just me. I think that would be nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with the pools. I don't really, I mean, I, I really do like the pool at boardwalk. Just even without the creepy clown, I, I like the, like the whole design where it kind of looks like a, the slide kind of looks like a roller coaster kind of thing, you know? Um, I mean, of course everyone would say beach club, right? Like that's, I, I've never even stayed there, but I've walked by I the haven't pool either. and I, with that i have not either yeah but i mean you know it's hard to get into yeah yeah and i mean but it's considered you know the best pool i think probably um but you know i listen i like the pool that's at uh you know at animal kingdom i i I like those pools too so both at actually both resorts uh at animal kingdom are nice um but what i mean what about polly polly's got a kind of a cool pool doesn't it? it 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 has a it has a good pool for sure um it it's the the funny thing is is uh, like the more that I'm thinking about this like the the way a lot of Disney resorts are structured is that they have multiple pools so if if you look That's at it yeah. you know most of them have like even the poly has the, the main pool is nice and you know it has the the one water slide and and you know it's it's great it, it's great to you know entertain the kids for an afternoon um but theming wise it's I mean, it, it fits in with the rest of the poly. It's like I'm actually looking at the the uh, the Royal Pacific pool that you were talking about, Damon, and, and I can see why you say that's a really good pool because it, it actually almost looks closer to like Typhoon Lagoon 
than it does to just a pool. Like a bunch of slides and stuff. Well, what's really cool is, Trevor, while you're kind of looking, just look at the Gaylord Palms pool. They added a few things to it. It's almost like a water park at the resort now. But I get those places have to bring people in because if you're not staying in the bubble, you got to have something to not you know, to be why you're not staying in the bubble. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to have like something yeah. to attract people. Some draw, yeah. But the Royal Pacific is in the universe. That's the only comparison I make. I kind of dig that pool. Thought it was always kind of fun. It's themed really well. Um, I just, that's the level maybe if Disney would do in some of their resorts. But yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. You can't have everything, but that seems like it's not, it doesn't seem like it's a huge cost difference in in the scheme of things. But to add like a nice pool, like it wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, if you're, it, I wouldn't say take the pools you have and change them, but if you're building new, but then I, you know, I guess they must fall into this weird sort of trap when you have like all these resorts, right? And then if you, let's just say for argument's sake, they made Swiss Family Robinson Resort, right? And the pool was just off the chain. Mm-hmm. No one would want to stay anywhere else. That's, like they're yeah. almost kind of like, Stuck uh, a little bit. Well, that's, that's kind, kind of the of problem, problem with Beach, Beach Club, Club, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem with Beach Club. The Beach Club pool is so good that it's impossible to stay there, yeah. right? Like, and then what happens if you did, you know, Swiss Family Resort with a pool better than Beach Club? Are you then making Beach Club not as you know desirable? I yeah, and what, I mean, and what does that mean then? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Disney just doesn't, or like DVC specifically, just doesn't do like the crazy pools you know like they just they it's more of like uh i feel like they make like more like adult pools weirdly enough you know what i mean where it's like more about just like lounging and you yeah, know cooling off dip yeah it's yeah. not like yeah i mean like some of them are fairly you know are pretty like super themed like you know there's that sandcastle water slide thing that are old key west okay you know yeah, but like that's even- actually pretty good that makes me it's more like a vero hilton head yeah pool yeah. Caribbean Beach has that too, even though it's not a deluxe resort. Well, and even what's it called is Saratoga's pools are kind of nice because there's multiples. Yeah, there's and their water slides are pretty good. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, like I said, I like the two pools. I mean, one of the cool things about the pool at at Animal Kingdom at Jumbo, like there's there's animals like right outside the pool, which is kind of cool. But like, it's not it doesn't have all those water slide features and all that stuff. But the the one at um at um at uh why am I blanking on the Kidani? has like a little kid water park over there you know it says it's not like slides and stuff but it's like water cannons and waterfalls and like so it's like a water playground kind of thing but it's not anything crazy you know Hmm. so anyway yeah Uh, i mean i feel like we've answered a bunch of these questions before but uh which dvc resort would you choose for a non-park staycation well damon's about to do a non-park staycation so um but I mean, I've said this before. I I think Animal Kingdom is great for that because of you know the animals. So I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still going one day. But I can listen. I think that can we get on board with a one day at Epcot is still a non parks vacation. I feel like yeah, that's like, yeah. That, that's not, why not, I'm not, not, not even it. yeah, not even in like a mean way. Just in a like yeah, I think maybe um, it's not the focus me, of your trip. Absolutely not. I think to be, to be honest with you, the Kaylord Palms Water Park could be the focus of the trip right now. Um, I would say, oh man, I think I'm an old Key West to be honest with you. Bigger rooms, cheaper points. So like, I'm not like freaking out because I'm not going to the parks, right? It's less sure. points, which I guess could be the opposite of what other people might suggest is like, hey, go to Riviera or something high points because you're not. But no, nah, I don't think so. For me, nope. I think I'd be at old Key West. 
to to your point, Damon, like I've been kind of my wife and I are kind of wrestling with this whole thing of, you know, we're going to do a vacation next year with okay. with her sister and, you know, and, and uh, brother-in-law. And, Godspeed and, and good luck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> but that's the thing. We want to get a grand villa, right? So, mm-hmm. and we were looking and it was like, oh, it'd be great because we have all these kids and, you know, it'd be yeah. great to do Animal Kingdom. But at the same time, if we're going to do a Savannah View Animal Kingdom grand villa, it's a lot of points. Whereas for way less points, we can get a grand villa at Saratoga or Old Key. Like... Yes way less points like yeah, a significant amount so it's like so, yeah what do we do you know <laughs> well this is this is the other thing i'm gonna tell you and it's funny so we were having a discussion with so <laughs> my oldest girlfriend was over here making cookies for him because i'm going to pick him up from school tomorrow right and we were kind of talking about like vacations because i don't for whatever reason they don't really vacation that much because they're like they play ridiculous amounts of golf so they just kind of play golf right whatever and then i'm scrolling through my amazon photos kind of looking and i'm like hey you know so we went to disney so when my kids let's say from two to ten we went twice a year to disney right and i'm like hey do you remember that nope do you remember that nope do you remember that nope so i got to like so that was from let's say two to six and then a seven uh, i kind of remember like that's the thing right like when you're talking about your kids are so much younger like what does it even matter stay at the cheaper place man yeah it's kind of what we're thinking yeah i mean and we already still have a good time is the absolutely yeah (laughs) yeah i mean and i'm not opposed to the the saratoga like to staying at saratoga like i said i mean and the rooms are bigger and you know i mean they're uh man okey west i think for me I take over Saratoga at this point, even though I like Saratoga, but I just think it's even better. So, well, I mean, we there's no way we're doing this vacation without a grand villa, right? Like, because we're, I mean, there's man, three I think you're still you're still better off doing multiple rooms, but hey, man, oh, doing separate rooms, yeah, yeah, I think so. But what do I know? I mean, we could do that. I mean, that's it's not off the table. We haven't really booked anything yet. We don't even know when. Well, we're gonna go. So, he, he, so here's an interesting discussion, right? So if like, so my parents have this come up an awful lot where they're going to go to Disney or Hilton Head or Vera or somewhere like that. And they're going to bring friends, right? But they're using points. Then what? Yeah. Do you charge them DVC rental prices? Do you charge that? Like, like, or do you not charge them at all? Do you have like, it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but I can tell you if you're all getting your own rooms, which you don't have to do. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's listen, I, I get that. So like when we I mean, we almost always have family come with us, right? So for us, like part of the reason we bought DVC was to do these vacations with our family. And you know, we don't expect them to pay anything, you know, to us. Like most of the time they'll like pay for a meal or two or whatever, and that's fine with us. Like you pay for the rest of your vacation. We've got the points anyway, so you know that but we the reason we bought DVC was to to do vacations with our family. So we don't really uh, like look at it that way, but I, I get what you're saying though. But yeah, I don't know. I Maybe guess, we'll do separate rooms. I don't know. Maybe. I guess yeah. I, I see what Damon's saying because like even um, like on the last trip I took with my parents, we actually did separate rooms and and yeah, it was it was just because like we we could have gotten a room and we could have had five of us in the room, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when it's you know when it's effectively two families, um, it. it it's better to have, or in my opinion, it's better to have that privacy. Again, you know, different people, different travel situations. And 
you know, in, in your case, you know, a grand villa may be enough privacy, like you all have your own rooms and whatnot. So yeah. that may be enough. Um, for us, we just liked, you know, um, we could, we could kind of come and go as we please and didn't have to worry about if we were disturbing my parents, I guess was the thinking. Cause they had, they, you know, they have their own schedule. They, and actually, honestly, they, they're the ones that were getting up way earlier than us. So they were able to go and like get coffee, do breakfast, whatever. And then they met us later. So yeah, I, I, I see where two rooms is better, but then, yeah, you know, the, the grand villa thing is very cool though. And, and also, you know, I guess if your travel party is, you know, if, if you can all be in the same area for an extended period of time, I guess that's the, uh, the, that's probably the bigger deciding factor because yeah, not, no, yeah. not everybody can do that. Right. <laughs> well, I, I think the bigger problem though is right. Like regardless my wife and I are going to stay and my daughter are going to stay at a deluxe resort. Right. So Mm -hmm. if we don't include them in our plans, then they either for them to be at the same resort with us would have to pay cash prices for a deluxe resort, which is a lot of money, you know, for most, for most people. Right. So it, for me, it's like, I I don't want to, unless I book them a separate room on points and then, you know, kind of what Damon was talking about before. It's like, I guess I could book them a separate room using our points, but I don't know. It feels better to me to have us all in one place but i mean and and like you said we'll each have our own room so like we'll still have our own privacy it's just the common areas that are really you know an issue but you know with those grand villas though too the floors the the rooms that are on the second floor you know they have their own entrance like there's an entrance on the on the first floor and and on the second floor so like Uh, you could like you know completely come in separately and people wouldn't you know people downstairs wouldn't even know that you were coming in so you know it's I don't know. We'll see what we're going to do. I don't really know yet. We've just been talking about it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, that's fair. All right. So, I'm, how did you first hear about DVC? I actually first heard about it from my uh, my brother and my soon to be brother in law's parents uh, were DVC members, and they have a ton of points, and they told me all about it. So that's where I heard first heard about it, and probably just at the park <laughs> too. I mean, I think I probably heard about it from the park. So, Trevor, what are you laughing about? I, I, I realized that the first time I ever thought about DVC was actually walking through the Grand Californian in Disneyland because we were there for our second trip with our son and we were staying there and we walked by it and we were, and like, I kind of turned to my wife and I was like, we should look into that because, you know, we, we seem to be coming here a lot and we, we were planning to come here a lot more. So then that kind of started me down looking into dvc so it, it like what you said it was literally just walking by a dvc booth was what kind of sparked me to start learning about dvc yeah, yeah i mean that's definitely like thing. yeah booth booth at epcot over before i know exactly where it was so right like so it was the booth on the right right before you get into the world showcase i know which one you're talking about it's right on that yeah. bridge right there that like yeah man yep yeah i know which one you're talking about <laughs> Oh, over between Imagination Pavilion going towards or Were you Imagination talking about Pavilion coming straight showcase? from the middle of the park. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. All right, do we want to answer this last? I feel like I feel like we should move on to Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Francisco wants to know I, what we've would done you this do? before, man. The ideal theme restaurant? Yeah, we can skip, but we've done it before. Go listen yeah, to Why don't the we old... save that for a potential wait list cuz I think okay. we could expand on that too. Okay, sure, we can do that. Well, Dan wants to know what our f- favorite live show we've seen in any of the parks. Nothing. Mm. 
Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Great. Lion King. <laughs> once you've seen Lion King on Broadway. <laughs> Actually, I think even the live shows on the cruises are better than the parks. Really? Yeah. Not a fan of like Indiana Jones or anything? I mean, is that really a live show? Yeah, that's a live show. I feel like that's a ride. That's Ish. what you mean. Well, it's false. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> right know. At Disneyland, it's a show <laughs> at Disney World. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I so I'm gonna say that, and I've said this before. I used to love the the lights motor action show. That was at Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. that got torn down for for Toy Story Land slash Star Wars Land. I used to love that show. I just thought it was really cool. I actually have a tie for mine. All right. Now that I think about it. So um, Aladdin at the Hyperion Theater in California Adventure was fantastic. Um, Partly because the genie was able to break the fourth wall a lot during the show. So that that made it like kind of unique and fun every time you saw it. Um, and then, then the other one that I actually really liked was uh, Mickey and the Magical Map, which was in Disneyland at back near um, Toontown. Um, very, very unique show. They're like, uh, you'll, you'll have to go watch a, a YouTube of it. it. It's kind of interesting how they did it because there's the, it's it, it's like a three part stage that they they work on, and it's a, it's a combination of um, like cg effects and the live action so yeah that's cool yeah that was those are my two favorites i mean it's funny because i kind of consciously like removed nighttime shows from this even though i feel like that should count too like phantasmic should count in this Hmm. i think right oh yeah 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 phantasmic's a live show i guess yeah Yeah, it is because yeah it's it's performed live every time yeah because that's that's probably my favorite I would say Fantasmic's my favorite, but I mean, I always really liked Lights Motor Action too. I was really sad when that went away. That was like a one that we always went to. So I know I'm like the only one that has nostalgia for that one for some reason, but I just thought it was a super cool show. There was explosions, there was cars doing all sorts of crazy stunts, and I don't know. Yeah, it it was a fun show. I guess it, it just it, it was probably the least Disney show. I guess oh, the only thing. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was still like when the park was under the premise of the behind the scene, like the movie making behind mm-hmm. the scenes backlot thing, right? The MGM Cause like, stuff. Yeah, because like the backlot tour was still going on then, and like the whole premise of that show was like, this is how we do car stunts in movies, right? Like that's, you know, so like it fit. It fit in the theme of Hollywood Studios at the time. But as they've moved away from that, it really didn't fit anymore. So, yeah. So anyway. All right. So uh, on to DVC news. And I, I'm kind of like, I, I feel like I learn new stuff about DVC all the time. And I don't know how I've never heard of this. Or maybe I have heard about it and I just forgot about it. Have you guys heard of this whole magical beginnings thing? Mm-hmm. Have I not heard about this? I, do, we, I know nothing about this. We actually talked about this with our um, guide when we were first buying DVC. That we really? we knew this was an option, but we certainly were not going to use it because we won't, we want to use our points. So so the whole the whole thing around magical beginnings is that you can get some or you can get a discount on buying into DVC by basically selling back your first first year's worth of points. So so you you delay using your contract by a year um, to save some money up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we which I mean, and the current offer is twenty two per point, right? So yeah, that's part of why we're talking about this. But 
Um, as, the current credit they have is is twenty two per point, and they and they mention here, you know, that like, uh, like the villas at Disneyland Hotel is two hundred thirty per point. Um, so you know, if you do one hundred fifty points, uh, the the current promotion is is twenty twenty dollar discount per point, and then you can reduce the cost by another twenty two dollars by doing this magical beginning, sacrificing your first year points. Um, I, I don't know. I just never heard it. I don't know why I've never heard of this. I just didn't know this, this was even an option. I don't remember talking about this with my guide. I, I feel very like, how, how do I not know about this? Or maybe I just forgot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It seems very, um, or I mean, in the case of like the Disneyland hotel, you know, you know, I, I guess if you're not planning to go there for the next two years, yeah, it could make sense. But I, I think a lot of people would not take advantage of this or like I, I could see it if you're adding on and you're not planning to make use of it. That's where I think this holds the most value because like you, you've already got points to use. But if it was like your first contract, I, I can see why you didn't even remember. Like I barely remembered this. Yeah. And it was only because like our, our guide was pretty good about like tell it like we were talking about pricing and stuff. And he was like, well, you could do this to save some money. And we looked at it and we're like, uh, no, because we actually want to go we next year. Points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we were like that, too. So, like, I, I don't even think that was ever an option in our mind. But it it makes total sense if you're, you know, if you're going to do something like you said, where if, you know, you're ta- you're you're in the middle of your vacation now, you're talking to your guy and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to come back until, you know, late next year. And it's like, oh, OK, we'll sell your points back to us and you can. It, it feels like it's a good way for, like, the guide to, like, close a sale. You know what I mean? Yeah, for <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to to mention that because I, I I saw that it's not really news, I guess, because it's something that exists. But that's what the current the current uh the current promotion is is twenty dollars off. So I, I right, guess so for th- anybody listening, yeah, you know, if you are kind of going back and forth, this may push it over the edge to you know justify buying in. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so the next thing we've got here is Disney's released the uh, the full concert list for uh, for Eat to the Beat concert series, which is you know what happens during the International Food and Wine Festival. Uh, it, it's funny because I was like, wait, didn't we go over these already? Like, what, is this old news? And then I forgot it was for the 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 Flower, Flower Garden, Garden Festival that we went over, not for food and wine. So, um, so just going through here, I so first of all, <laughs> um. The, I see Ray Parker Jr. on here, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, "There's only one Ray Parker Jr. song that I know," and I mean, I was I'm assuming it's the one that most people knows <laughs> know of, right? It's the Ghostbusters song. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask, who are you going to call if you don't know which? Yeah, song okay. It is. You were going to do? Oh, you were going to do a joke? I thought for a second, I, like I was. This is another situation where you guys were like, "What are you talking about? I don't know who." No, no, I I knew. I was just seeing if I could find a good time to work it in, but. I, I mean, I know he has other hits. I just, I just, in my mind, I always go to Ghostbusters, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But I wonder if, do, does he play that in concert? Like, does that, I'd go see him just to see him play I, Ghostbusters. I, I feel like, you know, it, it's a good way to hook people in, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> play the Ghostbusters song. I also see the Baja Men on this list, which, again, that's another one that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have to. Only they only have song. the one song, right? Yeah. So, like, they they have to play. They have to play that song, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, what about Tiffany? Oh, Tiffany's a good one. Tiffany's so a, a good, good one. It's a good '80s throwback. 
Yeah, it is. Does Tiffany have more than? I mean, what is how many how many hits did they have? The just one. Uh, let me see if I recognize. <laughs> yeah, I think we're alone now. Yeah, I don't recognize any of these other songs. Any of these other songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Now I'm trying hmm. to see who else is in here. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Um. Wait, do I see 98 degrees? Like yep. the actual and 98 degrees? 98 degrees followed by Boys to Men. Wow, quite a that's, lineup from September 24th to to October 2nd. Look at that. Yeah, if uh yeah, I guess if you if you're looking for some uh <laughs> 90s boy bands. That's actually that's the time I, to go. I'm surprised the 98 degrees is still still out there doing it. I thought that they were like way done. Well, what's that? I I I, I was gonna say, why? Why would you think they're done? Like, if you look at like Backstreet Boys and uh, not Backstreet Boys, um, oh, what's the other one? Um, uh, um, NSYNC. No, um, you're talking about NSYNC. Oh my gosh, why am I blanking on it now? Not, I don't know. No, yeah, yeah, Backstreet Boys. Yeah, sorry, I had it that right. Yeah, you had it right. The first, I, yeah, okay. I was thinking New Kids on the Block, but I, I was. Oh yeah, yeah. Putting yeah, so yeah, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Yeah, like they they are still. Um, you know, doing stuff. So why wouldn't ninety eight degrees? I just assume that Nick Lachey has better things to do. I don't. I don't know why I assume that. I. Mm. I mean, I feel like he's the only I mean, one that's really had a career after that, right? Like in you know. But it's a couple of days too, right? That's true. And that's true. And, and I guess the 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 thing maybe to look at, it, like, because we did this for um when we did the flower and garden stuff. Yeah, was, yeah, uh, um, I, I think it was Smash Mouth we looked at where it was. Oh like, yeah nobody from the original band was <laughs> playing in it anymore. <laughs> so, so yeah, that could be one of those kind of situations. Well, there's also, I mean, after, and first of all, boys to men, I feel like is still a fairly big act, right? Like I, yeah. I feel like my wife saw them a couple of years ago in like an arena. Like, so I'm kind of impressed that they have them there, but they also have sugar Ray. And it's going to be there. Yeah, actually, October is pretty stacked. It not is. Gonna lie. Yeah. Sugar, sugar Ray. Hoobastank, Air Supply, uh, and Taylor Dane all back to back. And you, like, uh, excuse me, you forgot Hanson. <laughs> oh, and Han- oh, sorry, I missed Hanson. I'm sorry. You forgot Hanson. I, I again, mm-hmm. another group I did not think was doing it anymore. <laughs> oh no, I've I've actually seen. Uh, weirdly enough, I I, I saw uh, I saw a YouTube video a while ago of that. Like they're still like doing stage performances and stuff. Are they really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know why that they. I yeah. thought they were just done, but uh, yeah, I also see Thirty Eight Special on here, which I I feel like my parents would be very excited about Thirty Eight Special being there. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're actually ending the festival, so that's they're they're the very end here. So they actually, I mean, they've got some pretty decent bands in this in this go around. I feel like they save the good bands for food and wine, and like you know, Flower and Garden gets all the people nobody knows. So 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 here here's a. Um... Here's something to be very careful of. <laughs> um, what? You're, you're saying, I think they've got some pretty good bands. Um, is it that these bands are good or is it that you're getting older and these bands are falling into the classics and that it's it's just showing your age more than anything? You know, yeah. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. right? Like no, you're, you're right. Ki- your kids are not excited to see these bands like like a lot of kids don't know any of this other than what their parents have you know exposed them to this is entirely like like 
this is entirely playing to the adults, right? Oh, yeah. No, but I feel like all of them are, right? Like, they don't ever have, like, a huge band on here, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, well, they, they've... But, the most but I guess the point is... is I get what you're like you're you're talking about like you know well these you know these bands you know it seems like they've got better things to do than than you know play a stage in Disney World. Um, but do these they? bands? Yeah, are, no, you're right. They're no <laughs> longer the the big bands anymore. They've kind of moved out of that era. So, well, something only, to think about. <laughs> the only one I okay, so the only one I look at and I go, okay, well then you know there's still a decent size act is is Boys to Men, right? Like. Outside of that, the rest of them, you're completely right, right? Like, Boys to Men has been around longer than a lot of these bands. You're right, but I feel like they're still (laughs) pretty popular, right? Like, but and I mean, they've got some American Idol people on here, right? Like, I don't watch American Idol, but I know the name Ruben Stuttered. I I saw we didn't even mention him. Um, and then I think Philip Phillips, right? That guy's (laughs) American Idol, sure, maybe. We 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 just totally tap danced around Uh, August 13th to 14th. The Bacon Brothers are playing. (laughs) I don't even know who the Bacon Brothers are, but we uh, but we were talking about the Bacon, Bacon Brothers. Are no, who's that? Oh, is it, Ke- is it Kevin Bacon? Yes. Oh my God, it's Kevin Bacon. Okay, yeah, I actually, and, yeah. And Chris, Chris P. Bacon. Yeah, that's I forget. <laughs> Chris P. Bacon. <laughs> Wait, so Kevin I mean, do, Kevin Bacon doesn't have better things to do than to play Epcot? <laughs> no, Sheila E. I would see just because that would be interesting. I mean, there's people I would go see if I was walking by. If you just happen to be walking by. (laughs) Yeah, like I would stop and, okay. But, like, there's not a lot of people I'm going for. I don't know, man. I've just been told I got to go pick up Mother's Day food. So, that's it for me. I was... was, You've just been given an assignment? I've been given an assignment. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck, Damon. Yeah. Force be with me. I know. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, I feel I feel mildly embarrassed that I realized the Bacon Brothers was Kevin Bacon. I mean, I knew Kevin Bacon did music, but I didn't know like it was under the name the Bacon Brothers. <laughs> well, I mean, why not? No, I mean, I just didn't know. I mean, I, I knew, like I said, I knew he played music, and he did, a, you know, he did a song in that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I again, I just didn't realize that he was doing it under under the Bacon Brothers. Like that was I was unaware of this. But again, like, how does he not have better th- like? It's Kevin Bacon, man. Like, <laughs> well, but that's exactly the point: is that he has the freedom to do something like this. <laughs> if he doesn't ride Guardians of the Galaxy, by the way, like I'm going to be really disappointed because it feels like he's very in- integral to the the Guardians of the Galaxy universe. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, are you are you going to go to Epcot and tell him when he's there? Like, yeah, I'm just going to go find him. And yeah, I mean, I think okay. he knows at this point, right? Like, he's aware of this. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, he's aware that he's in, you know, a, a joke in those movies, right? So, um, I, I I don't think he cares as much as you think he cares. <laughs> probably not. I guess not. Yeah. I don't know, but, yeah. but I think but thirty is his much brother's name is not year. Chris. By the way, that was a joke for anyone thinking no, that was serious. No. No, no, no. His brother's name is Michael. If their parents named one of their kids Chris. That would have been like, amazing. Chris, yeah. Well, I'm just looking at Philip Phillips and like, what are you doing there? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know is that if that's his real name or not, but like, if your last name's Phillips, why are you going to name your kid Philip? <laughs> that's just... Yeah, oh, no, that's his actual name. That's his actual name. Okay. There, there's some... Yeah, I don't know. That's just weird. Or I guess... I don't know. Is it... Oh, no. Yeah, he is actually... That is his proper name. I was going to say, sometimes they, you know, they'll do name changes for 
for yeah, celebrity they, reasons, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, of course. Um, yeah, but I mean, um, I, I mean, I, I I couldn't name a Philip Phillips song. I have no idea, so couldn't tell you. Just not my. But, yeah, m- most of these, you know, like Damon was saying, you know, I would. I would stop to like watch these for a couple of minutes. Like as I was walking by, I, none of these I'm like, Oh boy, I, you know, I got to be there for this concert kind of thing. Right. And I, I guess, I mean, it's an Epcot. Like you're, you're not, <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I'm not going to Epcot with the intent of going to see a concert, but I guess I also wouldn't just go see a concert either. So I'm probably not the right to, audience for this <laughs> no i know it's, it's it's that's fair i mean i you know part of me is like i i there's none of these i agree with you there's none of these i would like go out of my way to see right like like i said i think it'd be kind of cool to see ray parker jr do the ghostbuster song just because like that's a song that just like literally pops in my head like occasionally since i was like you know 10 <laughs> so probably younger than that even but um oh yeah that's i was i was six i think when <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, remember listening to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like, I'd be interested in seeing that live, but like, do I need to see Hoobastank? No. Like, I do. I need to see Sugar Ray. I mean, I don't know. I like Sugar Ray. It was yeah, Sugar Ray was fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I would see Sugar Ray. Like if if I happen to be there October eighth and ninth, I'd probably spend some time and go watch them for a little bit. Maybe I don't know, or just stand in the back yeah. of the American Pavilion and eat some food and listen. I don't know. Yeah, th- yeah. I mean that that's the thing too, being that it is you know food and wine. You can you you can hit up a booth and while you're eating, you know, get a show. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Trevor, I'm thinking in the interest of time this week, because it is Mother's Day and we should be spending time with our wives and children, that maybe we should... <laughs> we, we should do the ad. Our ran- then, we should skip our random ride this week. I yeah, think. We'll, we'll come back to it next week. Yeah, and we'll go ahead and do our ad. All right. Uh, this week, it is DVC Rental Store. Uh, DVC Rental Store, a world of DVC company, offers magical vacations at incredible value. Save up to 60% off retail rates at premium Disney resorts. DVC Rental Store now includes deposits as low as 25% at the time of booking and a built-in cancellation policy for every reservation. As always, DVC Rental Store pays out the most to members looking to rent their points. Want to learn more? Go to dvcrentalstore.com or call 1-855-DVC-RENT. That's 382-7368. And when you speak to them, be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you. Or if you're on the website, make sure you hit the drop-down and select Welcome Home. All right. So now for the big news, right? The the big yeah. news of the week. We, we're get, I I purposely save this for later in the podcast, you know, just to make people mm-hmm. listen past forty five minutes. So <laughs> to, to our bacon discussion. I mean, that's the most important discussion that we yeah. have. You know, I, mm-hmm. I I you know I'm a, I'm very passionate about bacon. I love my bacon. So anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel I, I was just looking in the Discord while you were reading that, trying to see if I could do a poll. Uh, on you know who likes crispy and who likes not crispy bacon. <laughs> oh boy, you're gonna make me do this now. Okay. No, I, I we really don't have to. I, I really don't care if people don't like crispy bacon. I'm just I just thought that that was more of the common thing that people like their bacon crispy. But okay, I'm I'm wrong about this, obviously. So, <laughs> uh, so Disney made a whole bunch of announcements last week, all in one post, really, which is interesting. Uh, but they basically said five updates to make your visit easier. So the first thing they're doing, and this has been rumored for a while, and uh, but this is going to be happening, 
They are going to be getting rid of theme park reservation requirements for date-based tickets. This means if you uh, are buying, you know, your your tickets between, you know, a range of dates, um, you will no longer need to make park reservations. Uh, just simply buying them will be essentially your reservation for the parks. This will be starting January 9th, 2024. So we still have a good, you know, ha- you know, half a year here to, until this starts. But good thing in the right direction, right? I mean, this is, this is a, I know a lot of people hate the reservation system. Um, and so good news, it's going away <laughs> for the most yes. part. It's still going to well, exist yeah. for pass holders and, you know, uh, for, for tickets that are not date based. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's the thing to keep in mind is, you know, it's not that they're dropping the system entirely. It's that it was an extra step for um, like date based tickets yeah. that, you know, you know, anybody that's not big into Disney, I can see where it was just an extra layer of confusion. And, you know, well, why do I have to do this? I've already paid you for a ticket for this day. Right. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're simplifying the system and, um, you know, making it they're making it, you know, easier for not not just uh, not just date based, but they also have for the annual pass holders. They have those good to go days now, which, um, which apparently. Is- yeah. So 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 well, for in 2024, holders, they're introducing those is what. They're yeah. Saying, yeah. Yeah. Th- this is all coming next year. So this isn't happening immediately. This will be starting 2024. And yeah, the, the idea with that is, you know, for pass holders that like, I'm assuming it'll be like, you know, you know, generally quieter times a year, or quieter days, you'll be able to just go. But I, I assume like you basically don't assume if you have an annual pass that on a Saturday or Sunday that you'll get good to go days because, yeah, you know, th- those will usually be, you know, pretty busy days. And I'm assuming Disney will want people to, you know, book reservations for those days. So, um it's still a step back to, you know, the way things were as much as people love the way things were, even though it's not the way it was. <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, it's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, um, the, the pass holder reservation thing started before the pandemic though. Right. Like that's, I mean, at least at Disneyland, it didn't, I, I don't think at Disney world, but Disneyland it did. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, this good to go days are, are an interesting idea too. And then, that's in addition to their recent update, which is actually already live, where they can visit uh, pass holders can visit theme parks after two p.m. without a reservation, except on Saturdays and Sundays at Magic Kingdom. Everywhere else, they can just walk in after two p.m. So, so that's good too. I mean, that's that's a that's a nice piece of this. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you know, go ahead, sorry, Trevor. Yeah, well, I was going to say that the next thing was the um, uh, extended uh, park times for skipped o- um, you skipped over the you skipped over the dining plans. Oh, well, let, let's, I was, okay. We save that for last. <laughs> all right. Actually, no, let, let's, let's talk about now. Cause I, well, okay. First of all, I'll never use the dining plan. So I guess it, it never, it, I mean, listen, this was huge news me, though. But, this yeah. was huge news for a lot of people. I know, um, you know, and I noticed here too, they use very specific language, bringing back our fan favorite Disney dining packages because, you know, there used to be what, four dining packages and yeah. now they're going down to two. Um, now, listen, I don't believe this until I'll, I see it, right? Because last year they said they were going to bring back the dining plan and then they didn't. Um, but now, again, this is January 9th, 2024. So I guess they're putting a date on it. Um, and they're saying that you can, it'll be open for bookings at the end of May. So, all right, I guess it will happen this time. But uh, guests will be able to choose from two popular options, the Disney quick service uh, dining plan or just the straight up Disney dining plan. Uh, so you'll notice that they got rid of the deluxe plan and then... 
they had recently like launched right before they got rid of all the dining plans. So was, I think it was Disney Dining Plus, I want to say, which was like an in-between. Um, yeah. It's interesting to me they got rid of the deluxe plan because to me, it feels like the deluxe plan was probably the one that they made the most money on. But I could be wrong because it, it was like super expensive. But at the same time, think- you got a lot of entitlements on it. I, I think the thing is, is that it may have been the most expensive one, but that doesn't mean they were making the most money on it. No, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, they gave a lot out on it, but I, I also think that there was, you know, I know people that did the deluxe plan that like, you know, ended up with a ridiculous amount of snack credits that, yeah, that just, that they never ended up using or, you know, just ended up burning some, uh, some of their, their dining entitlements. Cause it, it was a lot. I mean, it, it definitely was a lot, but you know, it was good for like character dining. Cause it was, you got, you know, more more of the uh, entitlements. So, um, you know, you could do the character meals and which were typically like, you know, two uh, entitlements. So that that was great. But I mean, listen, I, I guess this is a, a big positive. I, I've talked about this on the show before, right? Like the dining plan is great for some people and not great for others. It really just kind of depends on how you do Disney, right? Because we used to get the dining plan. And I, I, I one time we decided to kind of like keep track of, how much we spent in cash and then how much we spent, you know, on the dining plan and realized we spent a lot less when we, when we did cash than what the dining plan costs. But I know like, you know, it's, you know, that's unique to us, right? Like every family's got different things. Mm-hmm. I know other families, they save a lot of money by using the dining plan. So it really just kind of depends on your situation. Yeah. And, and, and the thing to keep in mind, and, and you know, a lot of people ask this is it's like you, or the dining plan's popular for a lot of people because they'll get those promos where it's like you you pay for a cash room and then you get the dining plan for I'm using air quotes for free, which it's it's really not because they adjust the rate of the room. Um but so so that's the first thing is you know, a lot of people like it for that is you know, it becomes like a one stop shop thing. You you get your room, you get your your food included, and then you don't have to think about any of that, which I understand for for DVC members though we always have to pay for the dining plan. There's no promo where it's like, or I guess I sh- I shouldn't say there there never is because they may decide to do it at some point or something like you know a discount or whatever. But they they'll or you know we always end up having to pay cash for the dining plan. To your point, when you figure out how much that costs versus what you spend day to day in the park. Um, or again, my situation was, it was very hard to justify the dining plan. And especially back when my son was younger, we could actually get him on the kid's dining plan. It was kind of close, but then also knowing the way that, you know, my kid eats and everything, I I knew that it was going to be way too much food. And, you know, now that he's older and, you know, he would be on, on the adult dining plan, it it may make sense or like the adult one may make sense. Now it definitely didn't make sense when he was like going just from, you know, that, that transition from uh kid to adult, like, cause they, they do it like 10 years of age. Right. So it's yeah, like after yeah. 10, you got to pay for adult, which, you know, an adult dining plan for a 10 year old is <laughs> not going to work. Yeah. Right. So, so the thing is, is that it, it doesn't, um, you know, like, like you said, yeah, it, you kind of have to look at your own situation, decide if it, if it works or not. Um, the, the other, th- or one of the things I find funny here is they actually say right in there, they say, you know, both plans will provide a great f- value for families with young children mm, with yeah. access to make spectacular foods and beverages offered. So I feel like 
they're definitely targeting this at that, you know, you know, you'll have like, you know, two adults and then, you know, kids on the dining plan kind of thing. Um, it makes me wonder, like I said, when, when the prices come out, which, um, they come out May 31st. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be really curious how, how their pricing works because I, I'm, I don't know. I'm just getting the feeling that, you know, you know, it's not, everyone's thinking that this is going to be a deal or this is going to make things go back to like how it was. I don't think it's going to be as good of a deal as you think it is. You're saying it's going to be a lot more expensive than it used to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, the price used to go up on it every year, basically. Right. I mean, you used to go up, but, but people are still going to be stuck in, you know, I paid this much for it in 2019. Yeah. And it's going to, I think there's going to be some sticker shock when, uh, when the prices come out. Well, and, and you know, you kind of talked about too, like the free dining promotion that they used to do, right? And and you know, it and you, like you said, you make up for it by paying full rack rate on the room. Um, and you know, typically when they've done that promotion in the past, they've given you an option: you either get the free dining plan or you get a discounted room, right? And and I, you know, when I used to have the travel agency, like there were times where the discount on the room actually was more than what the dining plan would cost them to add. Otherwise, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. It just it just kind of de- it depends on everyone's situation whether this is a good thing for them or not and and depends on how people do Disney but look I'm all for you know them bringing this back I, I think it's good to have more options I think it's good for you know the people that that like using the dining plan sure go this is great for you I mean I, and you know like I said in the past we had done it back when we would just you know do the packages and and pay cash and not do DVC but it's I think it is different for DVC members like you said. And I mean, truthfully, if they ever had a discounted dining plan for DVC, I'd look into it. I mean, I wouldn't be against it. I, I would, you know, work it out and see if it worked out financially and, and take a look at it. But to your point, Trevor, it's it, it, in the past, it's, you know, just not really been that good of a deal uh, for, for our family or, you know, it sounds like for yours either. So, yeah, um, I'll, actually, one thing I should point out. Um, so I I read this. I can't remember where I saw this, but I, and and actually I'll need I should probably vet it, but this might be something worth investigating for anyone that that might be curious. So to the point about the DVC cost for the dining plan, um, supposedly in the past, it um, they would actually negotiate the cost once per year for the dining plan. So um, the, like you said, you know, they, they would raise the price of the dining plan and sometimes it would be a couple of times a year, but the rate at which they raised the cost for the dining plan was not the same as when the dining plan would actually go up. Like, like they, yeah. DVC actually has its own contract for, and they would renew it on a yearly basis. So that may be something to look into further down the road that, you know, it may be, you know, the, the dining plan may cost more. Like if you just look on the website, maybe, you know, here's how much the cost is, but you may actually want to check with DVC how much they're offering it for because it may, and this is where it, they don't offer a discount, but it may be perceived as a discount just because DVC hasn't raised the price up to the current rate because they, they just do it once a year. Right. So, I mean, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. I, but I, I will say, I mean, to your point, you just, you know, brought this up too. If you're, you know, a blue card member, of course, you get discounts between 10 and 20%, you know, at most restaurants, right? So in mo- in a lot of ways, just having that discount is going to s- probably save you more money than the dining plan actually would, you know? Yeah. 
So yeah, that that's the thing is that yeah, it, it, that, or that was also our thing too is you know looking at the discounts because the discounts only applied to the sit downs, but that was enough yeah to justify not getting it because like the the cost of the quick services was um it was cheaper for us to just go and pay for quick service than it was yeah. to do the dining plan, which um which makes me wonder because they do have a you know I know they have quick the quick service plan, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering. Like I said, I'm really wondering how these two plans are going to shake out. But I, I'm, I'm just getting an initial feeling that you know it's going to be, it's not going to be as close to your daily park spend for food as you think. And I yeah. think for anyone that really wants to see if it's a value, you're going to have to bust out a spreadsheet and really break it down. Yeah, no, for sure. I know a lot of people have dug really deep into the math on these things before, so. Um. But okay, do you want to go back to the continue on to yeah. the uh, so, to the, to the extended park time? Yeah, so yeah, they, they're also going to continue to provide extended park time for Disney Resort hotel guests. So for for all Disney Resort hotels, you'll have the um, the early entry every day across all four three theme parks, which is that's pretty impressive that they're they're like because they used to yeah. do it like it was only certain days, right? And they're doing it. Throughout all of 2024, you'll just be able – if you're staying at a Disney resort, you'll have early entry. Yeah. I, I, the only problem I have with it is I wish it was more than a half hour, right? Like it's only a half hour. Right. Like I wish it was like an hour because like extra magic hours when they used to do it in the morning and night, it was like a couple hours. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was, it was was significant. But, it's just such a – I mean, listen, I, I agree with you. I, I love that because if you remember correctly, like it used to really – magic hours used to screw up like the attendance basically because if – if one park had extra magic hours that morning, everybody was going to that park that day, right? Like, yeah. So it, it for this, I like that they're doing it every single park every single day because it doesn't make it so that people all rush to one park at once, right? But um, I just wish it was longer than a half hour. That's all. Well, I mean that that may change because they didn't actually specify the hours. They, they just said it's early entry. So yeah, you're right. They may- you're right. They may change it. And then the other thing, too, is that they'll also be um, having extended evening hours on select dates for um, people staying at deluxe resorts. So that, you know, for us, yeah, DVC folks, that's perfect because and for me, I'm more excited about that than the early entry because early entry is really hard for me, especially as I'm getting older. I don't want to get up at because with the time change, it's it's effectively like five o'clock in the morning that I'm getting up yeah. and I don't get up at five o'clock in the morning. Like there's, <laughs> there's very few reasons for me to get up at five o'clock in the morning. And, and I know it's Disney. And I know some people say, but it, you're at Disney. Yeah. Well, I'd rather sleep in and stay at the park until, you know, 11 or 12 o'clock at night, because I mean, to me, the, the, the nighttime stuff is way more magical anyway. I agree with you. Interestingly enough, I feel like the evening hours are almost like a, kind of uh a white card benefit a, a non-blue card benefit right because it doesn't matter it's one of the few things at, that you get as a benefit even though it's not yeah. dvc specific but you're saying it because it's extended to the villas yeah it's, it's a default because you yeah. are staying at a deluxe resort yeah yeah and it doesn't matter whether you have a blue card or not right so it's it's almost like it's a it's a it's a white card benefit or you know non-blue card whatever you want to call it right yeah C- could you imagine if uh 
the evening hours with the blue card only. Oh man, like, oh, yeah, that'd be so mean. It just like feels unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> like if they just had like a little asterisk at the end of this that says except yeah. for non, yeah, flash what do they blue call card. it? Membership extras or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know that they don't call it blue card and non. I'll keep calling it a blue card. Just yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to call that that forever. I don't. I don't care if we don't have real cards anymore. <laughs> I still, still have got my card. card. Yeah. yeah, I still, I still <laughs> got my blue. I'm not getting rid of my blue card. No. Um. Why would I? I yeah, I mean, listen, I almost never showed the actual physical card. I mean, I always used to just show on my phone anyway. But mm-hmm. like, you know, I still have the card and I'm still going to keep I, the card. I always I always kept the card on me just in case. Just in case. Yeah. I, yeah, sometimes you would get people that wouldn't accept it or there would be confusion around it. But uh, I, I mean, they're, they're better about it now. Around that one time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're better, better now. now with the wallet. Yeah, because because the the wallet thing is like I I think they've all been trained on it. So like when I was there last time, I just you know you have the card in your in your Google, or my Google wallet in my case because yeah, yeah. I have an Android and uh, yeah yeah. So I would just show it, and they're like, okay, so yeah. You know, Trevor, I, this is like an annoyance I have as being an Android user is that every time I go to use you know to to uh use uh google pay you know to pay for stuff they always go like uh you know oh, apple pay and i'm like you know there's things that exist outside of apple you know i just just so you know <laughs> just so you know person at the at the store <laughs> you, know? Anyway. you know that technically uh android is a much larger ecosystem than apple I, listen, because apple is only <laughs> i know this trevor <laughs> i know I'm the not. guy working at mcdonald's doesn't seem to <laughs> yeah, because he probably has an apple phone i know but fine. it happens there's, like there's all over the place it. it's frustrating me it's like i'll just take my phone out and go to scan it and they're like oh apple paid i'm like no not apple pay <laughs> anyway you, you know what okay sorry you're, you're gonna get a rant out of me because you started this um so <laughs> this is a weird so at, today we're talking about bacon at, and at apple my, pay. at my job um or you know we i deal with a lot of different companies and the amount of companies that ask us to do stuff with apple phones is oh, yeah mind-boggling when like android is a lot easier but it's because they're it's because the management is like well i have it i have an iphone so you know let's get uh you know you know uh, our uh, ipads and everything set up right so and <laughs> it's yeah so it's funny because most it's, of the it people i know are android people right like yeah, I have because we know better <laughs> <laughs> like i every time i know somebody that's like from it i'm like they're always android people it's funny but yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway <laughs> we're offending all the iphone people i we i listen i also too get mad because like because you know uh, apple is so intertwined with disney like you know all these cool uh, case phone cases that they put out they never put them out mm-hmm. for anything other than uh, than iphones and it makes me so mad all the time well you can find you can find certain ones now. The, like the, yeah, the Samsung little, ones are becoming more common, but yeah. I don't use Samsung either. So. I don't use Samsung either. So, <laughs> oh man, I, I, you know, here with my Pixel. So, <laughs> yeah. We're, anyway, we're in the Pixel Club. Anyway. The Pixel Club. Yeah, we're in the Pixel Club. So, anyway, <laughs> Bacon and Phones today. All right, I should just call All this right. episode called Bacon and Phones, is what the episode should be called. Yeah. Do um, it. Bacon and Phones. <laughs> All right. And everyone's um, like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, we, we got one last thing here. Just uh, this is the so, most interesting one, I think, actually. Yeah. So, um, and sorry, I'm just going to read this out so that yeah, people have context on this. Um, 
We've heard from our guests that we would like or that they would like ways to plan with the Disney Genie Plus service and individual lighting lane selections before the day of their park visit. And we want you to know that we're working on ways for guests to do this for visits in 2024. So that's um and they they don't have any details on it. So so basically they're just hinting at Genie Plus and Lightning Lane is no longer going to be a day of booking thing, which um the initial thought around that is, well, are they going back to, you know, six yeah. or 60 days out, like fast, like we're going back to fast passes, right? Yeah, like, cause it's like they already did this, right? Like where yeah. it, was, it was both, right? Like you could plan ahead, but then you could also add more the day of like it, in a weird way. I want to just be like, can't you just like go back to the old software? Like just, you know, <laughs> I think yeah. the bigger problem here is that because they made a variable, variable pricing, I don't really think that they know ahead of time how much they're going to charge for Genie Plus on a given day. You know I what I mean? They like, do. yeah, well, I, but that far in advance, like, do you think they know sixty days in advance that I, they're going to charge X amount of dollars on that day? So I don't think they're going to go sixty days in advance on this. You think I maybe think like it's, next day before or something like that? I, I think it may be like a week or two weeks potentially because because you know. They they want to avoid putting themselves in that position again where people yeah. are, you know, booking stuff so far out that it's impossible for people to walk in and get it, right? I think I think the whole intent of this is that um and and also I, I have to wonder if what they're going to do is um they're going to break up the same day and the ahead reservation. So like they're like my or this is my opinion or this is speculation on this. We're, we're doing reckless speculation, and okay, um, they're going to do. They'll give out a certain amount of Genie Plus and Lightning Lanes, like up to let's just say two weeks ahead, is my thinking. Okay. And that so then for people that want to plan ahead can do so because like because from my point of view it would be like you know hey I know my trip's coming up I I know what I want to do every day or I know which parks I'm going to every day you know, book those ahead of time and then I've got them and then I don't have to think about it the day of. But then for people that like to be more spontaneous, I don't think they're going to allow for all of the bookings to be done ahead of time. I think they will leave um, part of them available the day of. So you'll still be able to get up and do the, you know, the early lightning lane booking or not lightning lane, but like Genie Plus booking and all that kind of stuff and getting into virtual queues and, and whatnot. But I think they're going to try and find that, that, middle ground because I, I think that they know that the old way was not sustainable. Yeah. But I think that they've also heard some feedback that, you know, you know, like me, you know, some people are planners, some people, you know, want to not be scrambling the date. Like it, it kind of alludes to it in, in what they said here is, you know, you know, not everybody, you know, wants to be on their phone the day of going into the park or like, like it, it, it's sometimes very um, it, it's derailing, right? Like, you know, you, you want to get up, you want to go with your family to do stuff, but it's like, hold on, you know, I got to get on my phone quick and, you know, I got to book this or else we're not fresh every 10 track, seconds. Right? got to refresh, yeah, refresh, yeah. refresh. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. So, so I think, I think they're, they're going to try and find a middle ground with that. I hope it's not the 60 days because that would, I don't think it will be. Yeah. I just, I don't, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be that far ahead of time. I, I don't know. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. So, so yeah, one of the other sentences they say here is our goal is to give the opportunity to spend less time planning in the park and more time enjoying your business with friends and family. So, yeah. so like exactly what I was talking about is that they, they don't want people or 
they don't want people getting back to that point because the, the other side effect of the, like the the multiple days out was that you kind of get this gray market of people that or what was happening before for anyone that doesn't remember this was there was people that were um figuring out weird loopholes that they could oh, yeah. book fast passes without actually having a park ticket yeah. and then they were actually selling that as like they were basically doing genie plus before disney was genie plus and they were selling like in in uh like um they were basically scalping fast passes yeah pretty much doing right yeah and, and the thing about this is you know because genie plus is paid you know i can't see somebody going and paying a bunch of money for genie plus only to resell it like i i don't think it'll be as there won't be the same opportunity to capitalize on it without there being some risk of loss because, you know, if, if you're like, you know, hey, I'm going to book a bunch of Genie Plus and then sell it to people. Well, if you don't sell off, you know, a certain amount, you're going to lose money on it. Right. Because yeah, yeah. it's you, you're not refunding your Genie Plus because you didn't use it that day. But then it, it turns into a whole thing with, you know, trying to attach it to people's accounts and stuff like that. Um, So, yeah, yeah I, I, I I agree with you. I Good. Sorry. Finish your point. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I just I, I don't. I think this will be good. Like, like for anyone that's like, oh boy, you know, this we're going to go back to the way fast passes were. I don't think this will because just because of the fact that there is a paywall with Genie Plus and the Lightning Lanes, I don't think it's going to be as chaotic as it was. Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? Because I don't, I don't know if there's a system that's really going to please everybody, right? Like outside of no. Outside of what like Universal does or what like some of the other theme parks do, and I, I saw a conversation about this. I think it was in the Facebook group where somebody went to like Legoland and right, it was like a hundred dollars a person per day to do the skip the line thing, right? Like, and and you know, some of the ones you don't have to make reservations; you just walk on to any line you want, which is great. But again, you have to charge a ton of money to do that because you have to discourage people from doing it, right? Like, you can't charge what Genie Plus is charging because it would just be too many people, and they'd all be going to the most popular rides, and it's really inefficient it's not a good way to do it things, just becomes right? the new standby line yeah That's exactly That's exactly right right so like if if disney wants to continue doing this plan where they're not charging a lot not charging like you know what other other companies are doing then they they have to have some sort of planning aspect to it right but to, to your point there was you know i didn't hate the 60 days out right like because it was almost like okay i got that taken care of now i don't have to think about it right it's it's done like this is what we're gonna do that day, and if I need to change it, I can modify it, whatever. But like, I got, I got this right, I got this right, I got this right. We're good, and then I can add more stuff if we, if we want to, right? And it just was taken care of mm-hmm. and, and over with. But not everybody likes doing that, right? Not everybody likes planning these things ahead of time, and some people like to do it, you know, be more spontaneous than that. And and so, I this almost feels like it's gonna end up being a happy medium where some people can plan ahead, some people can just do it spontaneously day of, you know, yeah. Um, that's kind of what it feels like, kind of like what you're saying, where there's there's going to be a tranche of, you know, of of reservations available, and then they'll make you know you know a week before, two weeks before, whatever it ends up being, and then there'll be a, a, a group of them available on the day of, so like they don't get all reserved ahead of time. I mean, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what they do, but I understand why they're not really giving us details on this because there's a lot of ways they can go, and it, they're probably trying to get it right this time. You know, it's not that Genie Plus has been. I know a lot of people hate it, right? Like I get it. I, I don't know how many people hate it just because of the cost, but you know, when I paid for it, it was easy to use. It's not that difficult to use. It's pretty straightforward and mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, it, and it works. I mean, it works well. It's, it's just like the old fast system. It's not all that different. 
So like for me, it's like, you know, I, I, I understand. I, I look at all of these things as Disney's listening to people. They're, they're, and they're changing things for the positive because this is what people are asking for. And so I think all of these are positive things because, because they're, they're listening to guests and they are making positive changes, but of course change takes time. And especially with something like genie plus that is, you know, they want to make it so it's, it's as easy as possible, I think. And, and it's, it's hard to do, but you know, hopefully they're taking the time to really plan it out and really take some of the feedback they've gotten and make it better. So the only other thing that I wish that they change is that genie plus, you need to be able, able to book more than one or book the same ride more than once. That's yeah, that would that, be nice. That yeah. that would be the only thing that I hope that comes of this, that like, you know, with these changes coming that, you know, either they, you know, they allow you, you know, two times a day or even, you know, you know, maybe it's, you've got, or I don't know, like or you can, they give you like X amount of rides basically. And you can decide how you use them instead of being yeah. forced. Cause I guess that was my only takeaway from genie plus and that's actually what kind of um made me decide not to or i only used it in magic kingdom when we were there because when i looked at epcot um i didn't feel justified in paying for epcot because i got on everything that i wanted to get on and and like lightning lane wasn't included in the genie plus so so we just instead spent the money on on you know the guardians lightning lane but um yeah, the, the the thing with Genie Plus was that like you even in uh, Magic Kingdom we were like, well, you know, well, okay, we can't ride Pirates again or we can't ride Haunted Mansion again. Let's, I guess, we'll just get on something, right? And it's yeah, like exactly, but I I could have gotten on Pirates again, like <laughs> yeah, you yeah you could yeah. yeah. I I think it'll be interesting to see how many they let you reserve ahead of time, right? Is it just gonna be one? Or are they gonna let you do three like they used to? Yeah, I I mean. I I wonder if maybe they'll have like um I wonder if it'll be like uh kind of like park tickets like you can like get a bundle for X days or something like that. It's, it's funny you say that Trevor because I was just thinking that to myself is like what if they tier it? What if they're yeah. like if you pay 15 bucks you can reserve two ahead of time, but if you pay 20 we'll let you do three or four. Like I could see that and I would probably you know, for Magic Kingdom, I'd probably pay for the more expensive one and reserve four ahead of time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I that's an interesting thought. I, I don't or, know if they'll go that route, but it's interesting. Or or the other way I was thinking of is, you know, you buy multiple days. So, like, if you commit yeah. to, you know, I'm going to buy, like, three or four days of Genie Plus ahead of time, you know, yeah, maybe that gets you either a discount on it or an extra benefit. Like you said, you know, you know, you can book or different booking windows or something. I don't know. It, it it is very funny to me though, Trevor. Like, how many people complain about Genie Plus costing costing money when like literally every other theme park on the planet charges an absurd amount for for the same privilege? Like, Disney's yeah. actually like in one way cheaper than everybody else by charging way less for this service than anybody else does. I, I mean, think it's just people forget that there used to be um, ticket books. Yeah, yeah, it used to be ticket books, yeah. Which was another way of controlling the crowd, right? I mean, like that was mm-hmm. how they controlled crowds before technology. By the way, if you're like if anybody's interested in this topic, I've I've mentioned this before on the show, but I know we have new listeners and and also people don't listen to every episode. Like, if you're really interested in this topic, which I am, I there's uh Defunct Land on, on YouTube did an absolutely fantastic breakdown of of Fast Pass. Um, you yes. know, the old Fast Pass system. I mean 
and really, really, really explains like deeply why FastPass was a problem, you know, and and why they kind of had to get rid of it. They didn't really have much of a choice. And just like the inner workings of how it all worked and why they did everything that they did, like go watch it. It's an hour and a half, but it's like if it's something you're interested in, it's a hundred percent worth your time. It's I mean, Defunct Land does amazing stuff, but like the the fast pass one they did is is some of their best work. So it it was incredibly well thought out and and explains Crazy. it very yeah. it explains the monster very well. <laughs> the monster, yes, exactly. Yeah. They, yes, yeah. that's that's a really great uh, way to describe it. I mean, they there were mm-hmm. things that they talked about in that video that I never realized. Like you know when they started doing uh, fast passes for you know parades it was like i never really thought to myself why they did that but they really explained why they did that in that video yeah so anyway (laughs) all right i i I saw this announcement trevor and i immediately thought trevor is gonna be happy about this and excited for this yeah, I, I think of the three of us, I'll be the only one that would be there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I immediately saw it. I was like, oh, this is a Trevor place right here. <laughs> totally. So go, go ahead. Um, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so there's a new um, new restaurant opening up in Epcot this summer. Uh, uh, Shikisai is the name, and it's uh, a sushi izakaya um, type restaurant, which basically is um, izakaya is like you go in for snacks and beer kind of thing so it's so it's not like it's not like a, a teppan house like very formal sit down it's very informal but you you go in and they've got a ton of different food here which of course you know unfortunately for for tom you know being that it's <laughs> there's a lot not of seafood. my jam man i, yeah, I i'm glad you pronounced all that really too good. by the way because i i was gonna yeah, completely destroy it so <laughs> yeah it, it, it's uh yeah um uh, very, very cool idea. Like it, it's definitely, um, it's a good way to get people, you know, looking at the, you know, this type of cuisine and, and, and not, and, you know, it's bridging that gap between, you know, going to quick service or going to like the very expensive Teppan house yeah. kind of thing. Like this is an in-between, which is actually very much more my speed. The big problem for me is, you know, getting the family to come along. Just say your wife and your son, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Although, although, I, although I do see that, so th- there is a, a dish on here called, um, uh, and I'm probably going to butcher this for anyone that knows it. It's uh, uh, kararage chicken, which is basically like it's just deep fried chicken at the end of the day, but it's it's actually really good. Like it's it's done a little bit different than like KFC. But uh, so you can get, you can get chicken and stuff. There are things other than fish on the menu, but they they offer. Um, uh, where did I see it here? Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> one of the notes is is uh, uh, kaborish sushi translates to overflowing sushi, which means the item is overflowing with flavors. Which is like this is kind of like kind of like at, at uh, food or flower and garden festival when we were there is like you get something that like it's got a bunch of different things on it which in this case they you know, like they like um they like doing you know tuna uh salmon roe um oh this yeah. boat shaped platter is pretty cool with all this stuff yeah. like is they literally a platter that looks like a boat and then it's just filled yeah with sushi it. boat yeah yeah, yeah I, was- I i thought what was cool about this is that they mentioned that um you experience the essence of Japan's seasonal festivals where each month brings a new celebration to your table. So it seems like that every month the, the menu changes, right? Is that, yeah. yeah. For depending on the festival. That's pretty cool. I like that. idea. Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. That's a, uh, um, that's very much a thing in Japan is that they like um, certain, like you said, certain times a year, 
they will have, or, or like if you ever go to Japan, that this is kind of how they operate is that, uh, and actually I guess the, the closest equivalent that I could explain is like, um, how at, in the fall, like everything's pumpkin spice flavor. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it's the same kind of thing as like throughout the year they have like, oh, this time of year it's this flavor. Right. And so you'll get, you'll get a lot of dishes that, uh, that follow that, um, follow that theme, which is very cool. And, and yeah, it sounds like they'll actually have, um, like the servers there will kind of be walking you through what the, uh, the significance of the food is to the festival yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff, which is, yeah, it says the and, cultural representative from Japan will guide you through each unique festival experience one bite at a time. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that, that's, uh, that's fantastic. Cause I, I love learning about that stuff too. Like it's, it's not, you know, I enjoy eating sushi, but it's also like, you know, learning, learning about the culture and stuff too is very cool. So this is a, a great opportunity that anyone, for anyone that wants to, you know, learn more about the culture in addition to eating some good food. Um, uh, I would, uh, I would recommend trying something like this out. I just, I just, as soon as I saw this, the, I was just like, oh man, Trevor's, Trevor's booking this place as soon as he goes. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll have to make some negotiation with the family because it, uh, you know, we, we have a limited time at, at Epcot and, uh, um, you know, garden grill tends to trump everything, especially since we didn't get to do it last time. So I'll be, I'll be making a PowerPoint presentation of like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, cheeky sigh versus, uh, um, garden grill. <laughs> I also see here too. And I don't know if you mentioned this, by the way, it says in addition to a full menu, um, there will be an open sushi bar and grill on the second floor of the pavilion. Ooh. So I don't know if you saw that piece, but. I missed that actually. I was just It's uh, kind of it's kind of it's kind of d- buried in here. So, <laughs> so yeah, so there's a also, floating bar. Yeah, so also an open sushi bar and grill on the second floor of the the pavilion, so. So that's cool too. Yeah. Yeah, so it's funny so, that they're just announcing this now and it, you said it's opening it's opening this summer, right? You said? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I, that's cool. I get the feeling it's because of the the way or so so you're thinking of like the space two twenty versus this right like, <laughs> yeah it's just weird yeah, they didn't how, announce it ahead of time they're just like hey new restaurant open a couple months <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah um I, I would think it's because you know the the pavilions are kind of um they're run in in yeah, uh, partnership with the the you know country representatives and all that i I get the feeling it's probably um you you know it's more that you know somebody from who who runs the pavilion was making the decisions more than yeah. disney yeah. and and it's probably that you know they didn't want to you know disney's not going to go and say you know hey they're looking to do this thing because you know it's not them that's in control of it right so they can't yeah, yeah. really advertise it until they know for sure it's happening so yeah uh, uh, that makes sense that that yeah. definitely makes sense so well i'm excited for you and and for everybody yeah. <laughs> who's excited for the, this you, kind of restaurant, you, so you you will not be joining me for sit down here. Even they they have chicken, Tom. They, you can I get mean, the chicken. listen, that's, save it for your pitch to your to your family. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> save it for the, for the PowerPoint yeah. slide. <laughs> you got to wait for the full menu to come out so you can highlight certain dishes. And be like, you know, here's what you steak can and it looks cooked. Yeah, like. <laughs> it looks cooked. <laughs> Well, and there's uh, tempura. Tempura is always good. I mean, oh, there you go. Yeah, you can get that. Tempura is good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's deep fried everything. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, listen. I, I, this, I read this, this whole thing, and I was like, oh man, this is a very Epcot World Showcase kind of restaurant. You know what I mean? Like it, it feels like it fits in so nicely with with the you know the kind of restaurant they have out there. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, 
uh, I don't know if you want to wrap up or I, I'd put this whole thing about uh, you know, the return of the Je- 40 years of uh, return of the Jedi uh, merch, but I don't know. I'm yeah. looking at it. None of it's really jumping out at me. Like I'm, I'm interested in it. So <laughs> yeah. Can we, yeah, let's okay. It's May the 4th was last week. Can we just not talk about Star Wars for a minute? <laughs> no, no, we must. The Star Wars must be talked about at all times. Uh, Disney needs to continue to to pay back all that money they they spent. Uh, you know, pay, paying George Lucas off. So, I mean, I feel like they've more than made that money back at this point, right? Like, and I feel like okay, you, made, you made me click on this link and I scrolled down and all I saw was a Han and Carbonite mini backpack. I mean, it's kind of cool. That's, that, that, that's I cool. Like <laughs> I kind of like cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the big one that I saw that I really liked. I mean, the rest of the stuff is whatever I feel like. Um, I mean, okay. The, the death star, uh, waffle maker. Waffle okay. Maker. <laughs> you know, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Some of the Lego sets look kind of cool. All right. Um, the the revenge of, revenge of the Jedi, uh, you know the the socks are look ridiculous, but I I would actually consider wearing those socks to work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <You just laughs> not because I'm like all about Star Wars, because it would just be you know something different. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. It's it's his revenge of the Jedi on them, uh, right? So, and it's got like. Um, Darth Vader on it, and it's got uh, what Darth Vader? What's on the foot of that? Oh, the same design is actually on the suitcase too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like the the Luke versus Vader fight, but yeah. Um, and there's there's displate stuff on here now. Okay, what is displate? Displate oh, are metal posters. Yeah, dude, these yeah, posters they're... actually look really cool. I the middle one with mm-hmm. I mean. Actually, all of them are cool. I, I mean, I, if I were more of a Star Wars fan, I would buy one of these. They're they're pretty cool looking. Yeah. No, not feeling them. No, I yeah, I I would not. I would have nowhere to put that. Yeah, but the, I, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, but they, I like them. I, I think they're cool. So yeah. All right. Well, that's all we need to say about the Star Wars merch. I yeah, mean, I, you know. Yeah, I think uh, I think that about covers it. And yeah, we should probably wrap this up because I'm sure uh, our wives and mothers are waiting on us. So <laughs> they they are um, they are. Yeah. So yeah, I guess the, the difference for me is my, I know my son is uh, he's off doing stuff for my wife right now, whereas your your daughter is <laughs> not <laughs> quite at that point yet. <laughs> my daughter's taking a nap, so that's we we do it, this podcast's going to get way harder once my daughter daughter starts stops taking naps cuz I always try to record while she's sleeping. So <laughs> but but when she gets to that point she'll also be more self-sufficient, so it actually does get yeah. easier when they get older. That's true. I'm I'm going to miss nap time though. It's like my little break time. <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's wrap up here. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, as usual, if you guys want to reach us, you can always find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we love getting your emails, you know, just, you know, people sharing their own trip reports, asking questions, all that kind of stuff. So uh, keep it coming. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook as Welcome Home Podcast uh, and Sam on YouTube. You can also check out our Facebook group, Welcome Home Disney Waitlist, and join in on the conversations that are going on. Uh, Damon has started this whole 
point war thing. Oh, I, gosh. I, I I'll be honest. I I haven't really <laughs> been keeping. Well, keeping we can't track even participate because you and I post through the through the podcast. So like, it's not like yeah. we can. Damon has his own separate account that he can earn points on. <laughs> well, but we we can combine our points as the podcast. So I guess, yeah, I guess so. so. We have that advantage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and, and I mean, ha- you know, you know, a lot of Damon's points probably come from, or like our the the podcast account points would be, um, you know, a lot of the stuff Damon's posted. So we can actually, yeah. you know, take that from him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, um, you know, outside of the points thing, no, it's actually been, uh, you know, love seeing the conversation on there, love seeing people just talking Disney and, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, if you want a a good Facebook group where people are excited to talk about Disney and, and, you know, it's fun and respectful and all that, please consider checking us out. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us there as welcome home picks, which, uh, you know, anytime we go to the parks, you can always keep up with, uh, with our posts on Instagram. And if you'd like to help support the podcast, you can go store to, yeah, let me try that again. If you'd like to help support the podcast, you can go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com and check out our different merchandise. Uh, there's t-shirts and mugs and stuff that, uh, um, you can get, and, um, if, uh, Patreon's more your speed, you can go to patreon.com slash welcome home pod and check out our different tiers of support. Uh, Patreon users also get access to our discord server, which is uh, a little bit more intimate conversation. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's all kind of in the same vein as, uh, the, the waitlist group, you know, it's just lots of people having good conversation about, uh, about Disney stuff. So, um, if that's of interest to you, please check it out. And as usual, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review because it does help more people find the podcast. And, uh, you know, we, we love to love to have, uh, you know, more people listen to this because uh, yeah. we, we think it's good. And we hope that, uh, you know, obviously other people think this is good enough. So, you know, please, uh, please share with your friends. And, you know, if you're on iTunes, leave us a review because we do love to uh, love to see those. Uh, do we have any new ones this week, Tom? I mean, sort of. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you why in a second. My All first right. listen every week, Tom and Trevor drop the weekly Diz news in the way that isn't stuffy. They expand and speculate in a conversational way. An active listener group keeps the show well-rounded by supplying the host with a variety of fresh questions. Oh, I also really like the special guest guy, Damon, that they have on occasionally. He is funny. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> why i said kind of is because this review is from turbo redneck who is pre- i'm pretty sure it's jeremy uh, <laughs> 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 I, turbo redneck i believe has reviewed us before so i don't know if this is an updated one or a new i don't know i think it's jeremy <laughs> i could be wrong i don't know uh, the, you know that's not fair i i, I don't uh you don't think I, I don't want to assume it's Jeremy. Yeah, I think I think it's Jeremy. <laughs> Just guess. They'll have to reveal themselves at some point. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, Jeremy. Or not, you you I need guess. to tell us. So um, <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> you, you need to out yourself. You can tell us, Turbo Redneck. We need to find out. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm, I, but I'm almost positive I've seen another review from Turbo Redneck before. So anyway, all right. Also. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can, be remi- you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any place you can find podcasts, you can find us. 
Uh, just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company. As such, all opinions we express on the show are our own. So please consult a Disney cast member or a DVC representative for more information about anything we talked about today. Huge thank you to our sponsor, DVC, Re- uh, not Resale Market. <laughs> rental DVC- Store. Oh, my gosh. DVC <laughs> Rental Store for sponsoring this episode. Uh, and of course, World of DVC for continuing to be our partner uh, in this uh, crazy podcast uh, that we that we do. I, I don't know why they partner with us, but uh, but you know because they do. Please go and check them out. You know, support the people that support us. We appreciate it. <laughs> what were you going to say, Joe? <laughs> I would no. I was keep keep with that. You know, we we want our sponsors to to know that we love and appreciate oh, them. So. We do. No, we we absolutely do love World of DVC. We really do. They have yeah, been so great. They to are us. fantastic. And we and we are genuinely friends with the people that work there. We have, I mean, literally, we've been doing this show for six years now. And Nick was one of the first people on this show, like literally a couple episodes in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they have been with us for, since the very, 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 very beginning of the show. So, we cannot be more appreciative of them. I, I am. I'm not saying bad things about them ever. So, no, <laughs> they're amazing. Every, every person we've met has been fantastic. Like we've met so many people from from world of dvc at this point and they keep adding people so we keep meeting new people so yeah. i mean and jody was on last week and she's fairly new and she's been great and she was great so i mean you know listen everybody's been great there and i know so many of our listeners have done business with them and on the business side they're just as great as they are on the podcast side so um so yeah please work with world of dvc they're a huge supporter of us and and please support them too uh join us next time for more disney parks discussion of course more dvc talk we hope to see you all real soon Albert Awol, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we hit a chair, how she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl.